Praise the Lord, church. Isn't that great to be a guest speaker in your own house? <laughs> guest speaker. <laughs> Thank you. The ministerial overseer of own fellowship, the head of ministries, and all the cabinet, and all the house fellowship leaders. It is really a great honor to be your guest speaker. <laughs> we are speaking to ourselves, and I want you to, to be here, not just to be seated, but to be really here. Let's bow down our heads as we pray. You've been faithful, Lord. From the ages past, that is why your name is forever praised. You've been faithful, Lord. You've been faithful, Lord. From the ages past, from the ages past, that is why your name is forever praised. Father Lord, you've been faithful, really. You never change. Even when we are unfaithful. You remain faithful. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness over our lives. We appreciate it. As we proceed in hearing your voice, speak to us clearly. Give us clarity. Open our eyes of understanding and let your name be praised. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So did they, we'll be focusing this morning on the team that has been announced unto us from the book of Romans chapter 10. I will actually read from verse 13. The Bible says, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. For everyone. It doesn't matter who. Everyone, but there is an action before being saved will take place. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 14. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How, will, how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching. Verse 15. And how are they to preach? Unless what? Unless they are sent. As it is written. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Uh, come with me again to the book of Luke chapter 4. Verse 18 through 19. In 
ESV of the scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me. You see the word again. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind and set at liberty those who are oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. I want you to know that God has his deposit in you and he expects you to go with his deposit in your life that came from him and spread it to others. There is a sweet aroma from you the moment you become born again, the moment you yield your life to the Lord Jesus Christ, the moment you com com confess him as your Lord and Savior, new life begins in you. And that newness comes with the aroma of God himself. You cannot hide it. It comes with the aroma of God. That when people, when people smells you, when people, when you pass by, when people come in contact with you, they should stay again and say, hmm, I like that. What comes out of you? So, brethren, what comes out of us really matter when it comes to our life as believers it is not something you make up. It is not something you force yourself to do. Naturally, it comes out. Because you have a new life. And this new life comes from after receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. We see what's going on today. If we trace the origin of sin, sin Became when first man disobeyed. So the sinless nature became sinful nature. Now there is a gap between man and God. The Bible says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We all know that. Until the, the second birth takes place. You have the aroma of sin that can affect anyone around you. What comes out of you is not Christ because Christ only is the life. You know when something loses life, you know how it smells. It smells bad. If you like, put it in the refrigerator. Does that change anything? No. When something is bad and you put it in the refrigerator, does it smell good? It is bad. It is bad. Sin is bad. Sin is bad. Sin is bad. It is terrible. Until you receive new life, you don't have that fresh aroma. So when you speak, people look at you like, man. When you behave, People look at you like, why will they do that? And you know what? You don't see anything wrong with that. You see good to what you do. There is a step 
to be followed. And that is why because of that bad, because of that bad odor, the Bible says that for whoever calls upon the name of the Lord, they shall be what? Saved. That is, they shall be saved from the bad odor and be transformed into a new life, a new aroma, fresh scent. That can only come from God. We begin to spring forth. When you speak, they want to hear you again. Without looking for people, your life will begin to attract people. Your life will begin to invite people. Your life will begin to influence people. Your life will begin to bless people. Because it is not your life anymore. It is a new life in you. The life of Christ. Best aroma. How it is sweet to know him. To have him. But this scripture is saying something. Who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. You see the first question. How can they call upon him if they have never heard about him? Next question. How can they... Uh, how can they call upon him if they don't believe? How can they believe if they never heard of him? How can they hear of him? How can they be heard? Or how can they hear the gospel? How can they hear about the fresh aroma if there is no preacher? And how can there be a preacher if they are not sent? I have some graphics to show you. To let you see how those things goes together so that we understand it. Praise the Lord. Are you with me? There are five steps into that. It starts with call. Whoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. They cannot be saved if they don't believe. It is very, very important that we understand how this thing goes. Calling on the name of the Lord is important for people to believe. And they are all interwoven. I'm going to twist it around. So that you will understand where we're coming from. The first one is call. Everybody say it with me. Call. The second one is believe. The second one is heard. Let's say it. Yes. The fourth one is preacher. And the last one is saint. Now let me start from saint. When, a, when someone is being saint... You are being sent to do what? To preach. You are being sent to do what? Come with me, speak. Speak with the mask, you can speak. <laughs> you are being sent to do what? Preach. You know, you are, you are not a preacher just because you have a color as a part. You are a preacher. You know what makes you to be a preacher? 
Because you had called upon him and you have been saved. If you have been saved, really, then you have been sent. Did you get that? If you have been saved, then you are what? You have been sent. Everyone that has been saved rise up for the salvation of others. That is why being sent leads to you to preach what you had received. When you preach, see what happened. They will what? What happens if you don't preach? They won't hear. If you don't display, if you don't demonstrate, people will not hear what can save them. If they don't hear what happened, they will not believe. Hearing leads to believing. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. When people hear, when people taste God through your life, you are not a preacher just because you have a fat Bible with you. Your life is the message. Your life, the way you relate with people, the way you demonstrate the love of Christ, the best way to preach the gospel to the world is by demonstration of what the gospel have done in your life. Not just by speaking it. People speak. People are very eloquent. Are you, what are you talking about? They preach. But what do you do? So when you've been sent, you will preach. That is, you will demonstrate. When you demonstrate, people will what? Believe. They will hear. When people hear, they will believe. When people believe, they will do what? Call. Did you see how important you are in the kingdom of God? You are so important for people to be able to call upon the name of the Lord. They, you must be sent first. And when you are being sent, you must display, you must demonstrate the grace, the love, the blessings of God in your life. And when they see that, they will hear. And when they hear, they will believe. And when they believe, they will call upon the name of the Lord. Does that make sense? You are important. In the program of God for saving the old world. You are very essential. You are very important. God is counting on you and I. And that is why he's sending us. Your home is an avenue to demonstrate. Your life is an avenue to demonstrate your relationship with people is an avenue to demonstrate because what, is, what all those things are leading to, they are leading to making people to now be able to call upon the name of the Lord. And then they too will be what? Saved. Saved. 
It is not just about waking up in the morning and ringing bell and going on the street. It is good. It is good. But what is most important is when people get closer to you, what do they smell? What comes out? Calling on the name of the Lord is so important to God. And that is why he did all he had to do to save someone like you and I so that we can be sent for them to call upon his name as well. What comes out of our lives is not story. It is gospel. The aroma we're talking about, it is what? The gospel. The gospel is not just the life of Jesus Christ. Let me tell you that. Did you hear me, brethren? The gospel is not just about the life of Jesus Christ. The gospel is more than that. When we're talking of the gospel, we are talking of the life of Jesus Christ. We are talking about the death of Jesus Christ. We are talking about the resurrection of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Everything comes together. The death, the life, the death, and the resurrection. That is the full gospel. And when someone receives this, their life will never remain again. Why? Because Jesus, the center of the gospel, is dead already and rose up so that that life, that receiving Christ, will not die again, but live. Live. So that is why it's not just life, it is not just death, it is also resurrection. When Jesus resurrected, he ascended into heaven. When someone received Jesus Christ, you're not going to ascend to heaven, but you will live heavenly character on earth. You will live the heavenly character. And you will see what the Holy Spirit will begin to do in your life, making you to know how to respond to people, how to love people, even when they don't deserve it, to your own understanding, how to, you know, persevere, how to endure, how to show forth that life. Gospel is very, very important for us to make sure we bring it out to others through our lifestyle, through our lifestyle. Let me tell us three major things why gospel is so important. In the book of Acts of Apostles, chapter 13, verse 8, the Bible talks about something right there. Act of Apostles, chapter 13, verse 38. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through this man, who is that? Jesus. Through this man is preached to you, what? The forgiveness of sin. Gospel comes with forgiveness of sin. That is why when sinners receive the gospel, they are what? Forgiven. It doesn't matter how long they've been committing sin. It doesn't matter what the gravity of sin committed. The moment a sinner received the gospel, the first gift from the gospel is what? Forgiveness of sins. Number two, freedom from sin. Colossians chapter 1 verse 13. Gospel brings forgiveness. Gospel brings freedom. Say it with me. Gospel brings forgiveness. Gospel brings freedom. God made us free. From what? From the power of darkness. And he brought us into the kingdom of his dear son. This freedom 
comes from the gospel. When a sinner receives the gospel, they will be forgiven. And it doesn't end there. They will now be free from that sin and the bondage of that sin and the curse of that sin. Isn't that was wonderful? Gospel is rich. What you and I have to give to the world is very rich. This is what the world needs. A lot of people are under the bondage. You know, they cannot, they just cannot demonstrate freedom. I was at the bus stop one time many, many years ago. I'm not that old, but it's been a while, you know. I, I was at the bus stop waiting for the bus to come, and I saw this Gentleman came to me. He was shaking. I thought he was having a cold. But he said, like, do you smoke? Do you smoke? Do you smoke? I said, smoke? No. Before I finish saying no, he's gone to the next person. You will see the urge. The master had commanded him. It is time for you to smoke. And the, since the master commanded him, he doesn't have peace to resist what the master has said. This is the lifestyle people are living. When the master tells them to steal, to kill, they will go about it. They will think of how to carry it out. They don't have power. There is no freedom. They cannot resist him. But you and I, we have the power. The Bible says resist the devil and he will what? Flee. They don't have that. Sinners don't have that. They don't know how to resist the devil because they are not free. They are slaves under the influence of that sin. Whatever the master dictates to them, they do it. Gospel brings forgiveness. Gospel brings freedom from sin. And you know what? Gospel brings empowerment to live the life of Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not through your power. After you have been set free and forgiven, your sin has been forgiven, and now you are free, you living like a free man. You know when someone is free, and the Bible says, if the son shall set you free, you are free indeed. That is, there is no bondage, there is no restriction. Now you are free, you are enjoying your liberty. You know what? The Holy Spirit will now empower you, living the life of Christ through you. And people will begin to say that, I know you before. Wow! Nobody can ever try to talk to you like that in those days. Because they know, and it's true, they will not go scar free. But now they see you, they talk to you, the way they can never talk to you and go just like that, and you smile. You know what made you smile? The Holy Spirit instructed you, prompted you, and laughed through you. Instead of taking off your shirt, rolling off your sleeve, taking off your shoe, and say today is today, you will never do it again. <laughs> Some of us, you know how, how terrible it was when you were angry. You know that. You know that. People begin to put their children inside once you are angry. Because they know that whatever your hands grab is what you are throwing. Whether it is table or bottle or anything. Everybody start going to the floor because they know you are hungry. Now, all things have passed away. All things have become new. Now you are hungry. People still associating with you. They're seeing you smiling. It is now you. That is the 
empowerment you had received to live the life of Christ, regardless of what people are doing, what people are saying, it is not I that live. It is Christ that lives in me. See the life of the saint. See, a lot of time we don't even need to really do anything other than to just act, demonstrate. And he has the power. Nobody has the power to convert soul. You don't. You don't have the power to convert a soul. We are only witnessing. He has the power. He is the one that makes the blind to see. Very quickly, I want to show us the seven picture of a sinner so that you will understand the importance, the gravity of you that has been sent to preach the gospel so that they can hear the gospel, so that they can believe the gospel, so that they can call upon the name of the Lord to be saved as well. So, devil is really torturing the world. Really torturing the world and they don't have solution. People with PhD have no Christ, they have no life. It's not about that. It is about life. And that life only comes through Christ. It takes a crucified man to preach about a crucified Savior. If we are not regenerated, we cannot give it. Because you don't give what you don't have. Hallelujah. So in anything we're doing as we're dealing with people at our place of work or our neighbors or in our community, you don't go by what people do because of this seventh picture. You need to see their condition. Then you will not react to what they do. But you will demonstrate the love of Christ. Are you with me? The first thing we see is in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 12 in New Living Translation. The Bible says that a sinner is dead. They need regeneration. A sinner is what? Dead. A sinner is a dead man. Dead to life. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sins brought death. Brought what? Death. 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 So death spread <laughs> to everyone for everyone sin. So when they talk to you the way they talk to you that you are upset as someone that has been sent, a dead man spoke to you and you are hungry. And you that is living, you should be sensitive. Death come. True sin. Regeneration is a change of heart, a change of life, and it is the act of the Holy Spirit in the life of those who believe in Christ Jesus. So the first one is dead. Don't forget, write it down. The first picture of a sinner as described by the Bible is they are dead. You see why we should go? You see why we should demonstrate? You, should, you see why we should spread the love, the grace of God that we had received? Number two, a sinner is lost. A sinner is a lost man. When someone is lost, 
It means they don't have the way out. They miss their road. Have you ever gotten lost when you're going from one place to another before? Raise your hand if you never, ne you never got lost. Wow, nobody. So we all got lost. You see how frustrated it can be? How upsetting it can be? How setback that is for you? When you miss your road, it means you cannot get to your destination on time. <laughs> A sinner is lost. The book of Romans chapter two, 3 Romans chapter 3, verse 12 and verse 23. They have all turned aside. They have together become unprofitable. There is none who does good. No, not one. Someone that is lost can never do good. That is why they don't see anything in, that makes sense in what you are saying. Verse 23. For all have sinned. And fall short of the glory of God. So a sinner is dead. A sinner is lost. Number three, a sinner is a slave. Needing redemption. A sinner is a slave. Needing redemption. Romans chapter 7. No, read 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 30. Let's take that. You can just write Romans chapter 7, verses 11 through 19, and just write it down. But I want to, I want to read 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. God has united you with Christ Jesus. For our benefit, God made him to be what? Wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy, and he freed us from sin. Slavery is bad. From where we came from, in Nigeria, in Africa, many of us, before you came, you probably have a cook, you have a cook, you have a nanny, you have a nanny, you have a gate man, you have a gate man, you have what else? Driver. <laughs> you, you, have the, you have a gardener. <laughs> Wow. So what do you do? <laughs> now, see your children in the house, right? And they sleep. In Yoruba, we call them omodo. Yeah, that is, they are just living with you. They, they don't have the right, like your children in the house. They don't have a say when there is a family discussion. Have you seen your driver say, ah, oh, oh God, no, no, we are not doing that in the way you said it. Did we, did, Ah, then no more job. <laughs> job. Job is over. A cook will cook. If you don't permit, they won't eat it. They can't. They must get your approval before they eat what they cook. A driver will take you to occasion. Where do they stay? In the car. Che. Slavery is terrible. This is a picture of a sinner. See the man at the beautiful gate. The Bible says they always carry him and put him at the entrance of the beautiful gate. He never entered into the tabernacle, into the temple. He never entered. He stays only outside. 
He doesn't know what goes on there, how people are enjoying in his presence, rejoicing in the presence of the Lord. When the Bible says presence of the Lord, there is fullness of joy. He stays outside because of the type of sin. He's a type of sinner. Slavery is bad. There is no freedom in slavery. But see what the scripture says. Christ came to set us free. Don't forget what we have. We have forgiveness. We have freedom. Then we have empowerment. We are not slaves anymore. We are children. 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 See, the president of the United States can carry, can carry, or president of Nigeria, or president of any, or me, president of my home, you know, if I have a little baby, a child, I can carry my child, and the child can be bouncing on my head, you know, playing with me, can the slave say, oh, God, let me do the same thing? Slave cannot do that. There is no freedom. No access. For slave to come, you ask slave to bring your stuff. We come to the store, to the door. We be bending down 20 million times in a second, you know, and we stay right there. Cannot cross to enter your bedroom until you give him permission. But see what the presence of God, the, the life of Christ did for us. We have access. Put that scripture back. The Bible says we are now united. United with who? With Christ. And because we are united, God made us what? Right. Christ, through, through Christ, we are right. See, God is looking at you as, a, as you are so right. You know why God looks at you? He sees Christ. He doesn't see you. He doesn't see you. It says Christ, we have access, we have boldness, we have access, we have boldness, we have access, we have what? Boldness. Number four, our time is going. A sinner is blind, needing illumination. They don't see. They don't, they don't see what you see. When you are shouting, rejoicing, the presence of the Lord is here. A sinner that is blind is looking. What's going on with them? Where is that presence? Who? Who? Who is here? <laughs> and you can see his presence. You can see he is in the house. You can see his presence blessing you. A sinner is looking. You know what? He can even go on his phone reading news. Because they cannot see. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, easy to read version. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 from verses 14 through 16. People who do not have God's spirit do not accept the things that come from his spirit. They think these things are what? Foolish. Foolish. They cannot understand them. Because they can only be understood with Spirit's help. And since they don't have the Spirit, they cannot understand it. So we who have the Spirit are able to make judgment about all things. But anyone without the Spirit is not able to make proper judgment about us. Verse 16. Who can know what is on the Lord's mind? Who is able to give him advice? 
but we have been given Christ's way of thinking. See that privilege. You can understand what God is saying. You can understand. You have been given Christ's way of thinking. Isn't, do you understand that? Isn't that huge? Isn't that heavy? You have been given Christ's way of thinking. That is when you think, you think like Christ. When you act, you act like Christ. When you see things, you see things with the eyes of Christ. It is a privilege. We need to go so that people can hear so that people can believe, so that they can call, so that they too can be like us. Hmm. Number five, Colossians chapter 1, verse 21. A sinner is a rebel. I'm telling you. Because they are considered rebellious children. This includes you. We were once far away from God. You are his enemies, separated from him by your what? Evil thoughts and action. By your evil thoughts. But you know what? When they now call, when a rebel call upon the name of the Lord, see what will happen? Reconciliation. A sinner that is rebellious. When they call upon the name of the Lord, we now be reconciled back to God. There is a gap between sinner and Christ. Until that gap is bridged between sinners and God, and it is only Christ, accepting Christ, that can bridge that gap. Reconciliation is very, very important. It will put an end to hostility between God and man. Because God loves man. God loves man. He keeps loving and keeps providing. He wants that relationship. That's why you can see the prodigal son, when the father gave him everything he asked for, he went far away. But the father always think of him. When he came back, what happened? Who ran to him first? The father. <laughs> Number six, a sinner is a criminal. A sinner is what? Needing justification. A criminal that needs justification. A criminal that needs justification. A criminal that's supposed to be pronounced death or, or pronounced into, into jail for years, for the rest of their year. But when they call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. This is what God has sent us to be. Romans chapter 5 verse 9 Romans chapter 5, verse 9. And since we have been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. There is no more condemnation for a criminal that comes to the Lord. And it takes calling upon him for him to be justified. That's all it takes. Calling upon him. But see the process. They cannot call if they don't believe. They cannot believe if they don't hear. They cannot hear if there is no preacher, you and I. And if there is no preacher, it means they are not sent. So it's important. It's the process. The last one, the seventh picture of a sinner. Don't forget the first one is what? 
Let me see if you are with me. A sinner is, is dead. Number two, a sinner is. Number three, a sinner is a. Number four, a sinner is. Number five, a sinner is. Number six, a sinner is a criminal. Number seven, a sinner is a debtor. Owing so much. A sinner is a debtor. <laughs> Who can save that sinner? Who can, he cannot even pay what he is owing. A sinner is a debtor that needs, a, that needs pardon. Pardon. needs to be pardoned. Romans chapter 5 verse 8 says something. But God showed his great love for us. See how he paid the price that you and I can never. There is no way. God, paid, God showed his great love for us by sending what? Jesus Christ to die for us while we were still sinners. And when Jesus came, what was the last word on the cross? Speak to me, brethren. Be bold. It is finished. That is, this person that receives me is no more owing. No more owing. It is very, very important. See the stage, seventh stage of a sinner. That is why we have been sent. That is why we must go. That is why when we go, they will hear. And when they hear, they will believe. And when they believe, they will call. And when they call, they shall be saved. Clap for yourself. It is very important you do it. You don't need to go for training. You don't need to go to school before you go out as being sent. All you need to do is live the life. You don't rehearse it. Let me tell you, if somebody rehearses and it is not the Holy Spirit doing it in you and you rehearse, God, I'm going to work today. When they talk to me rudely, I'm going to keep quiet. I'm going to keep quiet. I'm not going to say anything. Let me see. Let me see how I'm going to do. I will be tapping my feet and I will be listening because that tapping my feet will help me. I'll be shaking my leg. Yeah, I will be listening. When they say, are you not listening to what I'm saying? Are you deaf? Are you this? I will say, I'll just do like this. Or maybe, or maybe I should just do this. That, you know, that is not you. You are rehearsing. Somebody busted one time. It's like, come on, I've been keeping quiet all this while. It means he's been rehearsing and practicing. And at a point, he lost it. I've been keeping quiet for you guys all this time. You think I'm deaf? You think I'm a fool? You think I don't know what to do? You think I'd because... <laughs> the love of Christ controls us. When something controls you, it means you lost power. That thing has power over you, right? There is no pretense. You don't tell people, you, you, you won't, you won't, they will see you today, tomorrow, and forever. Because Christ is yesterday, today, and forever the same. Has he changed? No. He will give you power. He will give you the, the grace. He will give you the enablement. to be, And he will, he will tell you what to say, what to do. You've 
been there. You've been there. You've heard the voice of the Holy Spirit telling you to keep quiet, telling you to get up, telling you to say this. And what you act on based on the leading of the Holy Spirit, it brings solution. It's not easy for a kind of man or a kind of Christian. That is why we need to grow. We talked about it one time. There are three different men. A natural man, a kind of man, and a spiritual man. A kind of man is a Christian, too. We read it. The Bible referred to them as brethren, right? Who is a brethren? <laughs> They're Christian. So it means someone can be a Christian and still be kind of. That is, they go today, tomorrow they are this. They go by their mood. When they're happy, you will all know. Preach it, pastor. That is my pastor right there. Yes, I support what you are saying. Yes, God is good. Yes, hallelujah. They might even want to take over. Because the thing sweets to them. But tomorrow, something else happened. Depressed. Down. I'm not even going today. Everybody should just leave me alone. Nobody should dare and call my phone. I don't feel like talking to nobody. That's a kind of man. But we are to, to be spiritual. We are to be spiritual. When we are spiritual, we hear the voice of God in every situation. We don't see with the highest of men. We see with the highest of God. And he lives through us. He lives through us. A sinner cannot, you can't see a sinner with all these seven pictures and lose your integrity as a child of God. Dropping your Bible and acting, reacting to what a dead person, a debtor, a criminal, a, a blind is saying. I want to make sure that those five stages really click. As we are going. So that in your center, whether it is your own home or you, it is your own center where you go, you have your territory to make sure that your goal is for people to get to the point of calling on the name of the Lord for them to be saved. When God brings people your way, they might be unbelievers. He knows why he brings them your way. Your ultimate goal should be what? To make them, to get to the point of calling on the name of the Lord so that they will be what? Saved. It's not going to be a smooth journey. They will step on you. They will offend you. They will hurt you. But you live in the life of Christ. It is not you that lives. Your goal is what you focus at. For them to be able to call upon the name of the Lord and to be what? Saved. That should be your goal. That should be your goal. And I've told us the best way means given unto us is by demonstration of the love of God in us. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13 and six, through 16. Let's read that. Matthew chapter 5, 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its taste, it cannot make salty again. Salt is useless if it is loses 
its salty taste. It will be what? Thrown out where people will just walk on it. You are the light that shines for the world to see. You are like a city built on a hill that cannot be hidden. People don't hide a lamp under a bowl. They put it on a lampstand. Then the light shines for what? Everyone in the house. Everyone. When you are in the ministry, that light should shine. Should shine. When, when you are at work, that light should what? Shines. Should shine. It should always shine. In your relationship with your spouse, with your children, that light should what? Shines. Because the light, there is no way. The light can be hidden. No, this is the life of Christ. It can never be hidden. Everyone will see it. Verse 16. Verse 16. In the same way, you should be a light for other people. Live so that. I want you to take note to this. <coughs> Live so that they will see. Did you see the word see? Live so that they will see the good things you do. What is that good thing? The aroma. The instruction from the Holy Spirit that, that dictates your next step, your next move, your action. Let live so that people will see. It means seeing is important. It's important for people to see the good things that you do. And when they see the good things you do, what happens? They will praise you. They will praise your Father in heaven. Who takes the glory? That is the purpose for sending you. He wants to take the glory. You see, when somebody comes in contact with the Lord Jesus Christ and they're giving testimony or they are touched by the Lord, something happened. When you come, what do you say? What is the first thing you say? Huh? Praise Victor. No. What do you say? Praise the Lord. Throughout the whole world, see where they, how they're praising him, praising him. It's important. The praise goes to him. They must see the good works. They must see the good works. They must see the good works. And then they will praise him. This is is how to preach the gospel. Simple and the simplest way to demonstrate the love of God to people. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. God has made us what we are. You see that in the sea? The good things that you do? Who made you to be like that? It's God. It's God. It's him really. That is why what they see in you is good. Because God made you who you are in Christ Jesus. God made us new people. Brethren, we are new. I was sharing a little bit of my story to one of our brothers, my new friends. Uh, I won't mention his name. He's here. Let me, let me protect him. Uh, we just, we just started journey together. It's a fresh journey. So we had new. I said, are you ready for this? He said, yes, it's ready. 
I said, I, I can be tough. We're gonna, something will come as instruction, something will come as command, something will come like a plea. It's not going to go the same way. So I, I said, this is our first time of talking. Let's, let's give a little background. I was sharing who Victor used to be, you know, in those days. I said, but thank God. Thank God. Because a new person had started. I said it was so bad to the point that when I graduated high school, my parents had to decide to send me back to class four. Can you imagine how bad that, that is? Very, very bad. They said you can't, you, this is not about you take Waek again. This is like you have to go back two, three years. <laughs> I told them, I said, I will do so because my eyes are open. I said, but let me go to our village. I'm too popular here. They know me. How will I, how will I start? They will see that you're done with class five. Ah, no, I said, please. How we do it? I need it. I have to. So I went to where people don't know me. <laughs> I said it was so bad that anytime we have report, I'm not too greedy. It's always F9. I said, <laughs> I mean, if you know F9, you know what they call F9. F9 parallel. <laughs> you know how English, F9, Yoruba, F9, Christian knowledge, F9. <laughs> Everything is F9, F9. I will now take one or two. I said, let me change one to P. I cannot even take CCs because they will know that no way, this was not you. Terrible. Terrible. I said, Che, how did I waste a journey of five years? I just went to high school with nothing. Number one, from the back. This is bad. With all this. Toto Gaga, <laughs> like our senior pastor will say. <laughs> With all this Toto, I'm telling you, when you see me, you will think like I, I was from America. I look so clean. I look so neat. Yeah, that's his whole life. We've been in class. We are not in class. Every inter-house sport competition, it's always a fight. And before the fight, they have carried Victor. They carry, I will just disappear. Came back. They said, this is your result. Meanwhile, I've changed it. I still have it till now. I changed one to P. I changed it myself. I said, at least let one look a little better. <laughs> oh. A sinner is lost. A sinner is dead. A sinner is a criminal. A sinner is blind. But you know what? My eyes were open. I said, send me to our village. I will live village life. At least nobody knows me. When I got there, I decided no friends. Whether man, male, whether female, no, no friends. It's me, my work, my school. Go home. 
At a point, they, begin, they were calling me something, a, a dog in the book. You know, dog in the book cannot bark because they think I cannot act. They didn't know that there is reason that made me be like, no. When this one come, no. When this one come, free of charge, no. Everything became no because I have a new life in that class four. I sat for the GCE. I made all my papers. Who said you are dull? Live a new life. Receive the life of Christ. You will be able to think right. You will be able to act right. Your life will begin to influence others and you will be a blessing to the generation around you. We have been called. We have been sent. People must get to the point of calling so that they will be saved by the time they associate with our lives. Check your environment. See people God has put around you. Don't use them as object. Preach the gospel to them. God did not send them to you as a stepping stone for you to get to where you want to get to. He brought them into your life so that you will shine the light of Christ to them. Open the door of your home. Let people call into your home and shout and call upon the name of the Lord. Pray for healing. Pray for deliverance. Pray for job opportunity. Pray for job interview. And people receive their miracle. They will call upon the name of the Lord and they will be saved. That is the ultimate goal. You are sent for a reason. Bow down your heads and pray to him. God, help me not to disappoint you. Help me not to fail you. Help me not to be self-focused. Help me not to just be satisfied with myself. Only just getting it. Eh, it's just me. It's just my family. Just my children. No. People are blind. People are debtors. People are criminals. People are lost. People are dead. Lord, use me. You have put a lot in my life. Let my light shine. The light that you put in me, let it shine so that people can begin to praise you when they see the good things that you are doing through me.